Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, Vault Dwellers and Wastelanders, make sure you hang out after the end of the show because Key Panda, one of our other patrons who couldn't make it today, sent in a recording about their preferences for which vault they would uh, be <laughs> in charge of. So stay tuned after the end of the show for that. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Friends, it is Saturday night. It is a different night again. We'll get this whole schedule set up at some point, but it's Saturday night at the end of the month, which means it's time to join our patrons for a chat. And I'm your host, Tom or Robots. This is the Fallout Lorecast. My co-host Lainey is wrapping up her work day today and will hopefully be joining us at some point as we go. And um, so I am here with some of our patrons, some of our tier four or higher patrons. And let's just go down the list and welcome everybody. Lord Stefan Darkvane, or as otherwise you might know him as Pie Man, our um, <laughs> our large robot friend. How's it going? Yes. Yes, it's been a while since I've made those memes. Yes, yes. He is still our tier six patron and uh, very, very much appreciated. Welcome to the show. How's your how's your truck driving going? How's how's life on the road? Good, good. I got a new truck. Yeah, so. I saw. I saw you. You got like this truck upgrade. You were like old truck, new truck. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Always good that way. Pretty sweet, dude. And then we also have Nighttime Smith joining us. Nighttime, what's going on, buddy? Oh, that's going pretty good. I'm glad to do the show. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> I, I see you're in your uh, Vault Tech security garb. Yeah. I'm uh, ready to protect the vault, so well, good. it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty hairy, probably. I there's been some rumors about certain experiments that have been going on, so you know I'm just getting ready for it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, depending on what you guys decide about our topic tonight, we might need some of your security. And then we also have Top Chef 
a shelf Selly. I was like, I'm not going to mispronounce this. I did. I did mispronounce it. Uh, top shelf. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. I, I know that one always gives you trouble. I'll try to see if I can maybe workshop it's, that name. You know, it's it's part it's partly just, you know, doing a live show and just reading things on the fly. It's partly thinking about like 10 things that I'm juggling as I'm introducing the show at the same time. But then it's also part, you know, I just ate a me- medium Oreo blizzard, which is not the best thing to eat before you're about to talk into a microphone on a recording for an hour because like milk products make your mouth like they do that, you know, thing where your mouth just gets all, it's just not good. It's just not good for for audio, but uh well, I'll I'll get through it. So guys, we are together today to talk about vaults. The conversation came up in the Discord this month about around the different vaults and of course, that's part of the series for this show. I've covered almost all of them. There's a few that I skipped, but almost all of the vaults. And the conversation moved in the direction of uh, what if you were to run a vault? What if you were the overseer? Which one would you be in charge of? And I, I think this is an interesting question. And some of some of us have debated this a little bit. Uh, we haven't gotten into too much because you don't want to do the show before you do the show, right? You don't want to spoil the, the conversation before it happens. But there's the question of like, well, can I choose a vault that I would go against the rules on? And the concept here is it has to be a vault where if you were the overseer, you would be signing up with some understanding about what was going on and a willingness to be the person in charge. Now, as more gets revealed, once the situation unfolds, you might not go with the full plan. So, for example, let's use Vault 111, right? Now, the people going into Vault 111 wouldn't know necessarily, or they didn't know, as we know from Fallout 4, that they were going to be cryogenically frozen. They did not know that that's what they were signing up for. They just knew that they would have a vault to go hide from the bombs in. The overseer knew that cryogenics was going to be involved, right? Now, maybe the overseer didn't wasn't able to foresee the other things that were going to happen once that occurred and how things kind of came to be. So maybe they wouldn't necessarily stick with the plan the whole way through. But at least you would have had to be the kind of person who was okay with cryogenics and testing these on people and maybe them not even being aware of it because you would have been the overseer moving into that situation. Right. Does that make sense? getting some nods here nods work really well on audio um (laughs) unless your head's jangly if you've got like a really jangly head then that'll work really really well so who would like to go first i know you guys have been thinking about this a little bit any volunteers anyone 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 top shelf do you want to go first i know you have some thoughts on this yeah i'll uh i'll go first so i i've kind of been torn about this because like you were mentioning like what experiment am I okay kind of ruining people's lives with? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yes. yes. And well, but maybe not because for example, like the, like the one eleven example, they may not have known that they were going to be cryogenically frozen, but you might believe that that was the best option for them. Right. You might no, go, Oh, sure. the and world's going to be destroyed. Why don't we just cryogenically freeze them and let put them into the future hundred years where maybe things have kind of the earth has healed a little bit and then they'll be able to go back into the world and things will be better. Like you could have that view, right? Whether they like it or not, this is probably yeah. what's best for them. So let's just do it. Yeah, for sure. So with that in mind, I'm actually going to do vault 11, which on the surface 
is very dark because of the way it's played out. Okay, so basically so the experiment. For, for anybody who doesn't remember, go ahead and yeah, explain the experiment. So the experiment from Vault Eleven basically is you are testing people's willingness to sacrifice themselves, mm-hmm. and the way that is done is basically the vault has a computer that says you have to every year sacrifice one vault resident so it's all about determining who that one person is going to be right and this is the one that you would choose yes because (laughs) Uh i think you could spin it to where sacrifice isn't necessarily the literal definition where you don't wind up killing somebody because that causes problems hence how we see it in the the fallout games where Uh they basically sabotage each other to try to kill other people because they don't want to die which fair if you're gonna die i don't i don't really want to die so yeah you do it um sure yeah but i figure you could turn it into you're sacrificing your time and you become the overseer by basically going okay i'm going to take the mantle of responsibility for making sure everything is running smooth i basically like a frontline leader kind of thing where uh-huh. it's not like oh i'm up here and i'm in the cushy stuff no you actually have to do every single job and help the people below you so you're sacrificing your kind of autonomy almost. okay so, and so your the- sacrifice is service you are yes you are serving you are a servant to that community and that's your sacrifice is your servitude yes. to them and you're uh, shouldering the burden of responsibility. Yes. Okay. And a year of that would be exhausting. I can imagine every single day having to do somebody else's job. Say somebody gets sick. You are now working in the reactor. They, there's a water leak. You are now a plumber. Right. Just no, how it works. No days off. You just, no days off right you call it called it all hours you're just responsible yep. for everything okay so wait wait so okay so that's better than dying but if you were the leader of this vault then you would uh, i assume would be the first person to have to serve this role for a year yes so you would be willing to put yourself in that situation to be a servant to the people a slave in a way to everyone else in the vault for a year to make sure that things go to plan And until that mantle is now passed to somebody else. Yes. And it seems weird that I would be okay with that, but I think everybody's worked a job where you had a manager that would not help out. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's the most (laughs) annoying thing. It's like, like, cool, we're shorthanded, but you're not going to help out because you think you're a manager, so you don't have to do it. Right. If you have somebody who's willing to jump in, who's in charge and we'll do the job with you you're going to follow that person further than somebody who just you know whips and just says sure yeah for sure like somebody who leads by example is way more respected than somebody who sits back and just gives orders because yes it's it's so much more respectable pie man you raised your hand did you want to chime in yeah go ahead so going along with that manager manager sort of thing i have more because I used to, before going into truck driving, I worked a retail job. Two retail jobs. Right. First, 
the first manager that I ever worked for, he did Jack. He didn't do Jack Diddley squat. Right. This, and I lost all respect for him. Everything, everything. It it sort of goes along with what Top Shelf said and what you said. I it this has some real world application to it. The and with my second retail job, that this my manager would jump in when when it when I me personally or some one of my other coworkers couldn't get the job done because they were doing something like productive or anything. So they would jump in and help out. And I had more respect for that manager than I did my first one. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think a lot of I us have follow been in, and listen to him. Yeah, I think a lot of us have been in that situation where uh, somebody who uh, a leader who can show that they can do what what they say and are willing to take that take on that burden shows a level of responsibility. It shows a a care for the organization, for the bent needs of others. Um, a good leader is always willing to give more than they ask in return. Um, and I think that's truly a way to, you know, I don't know, build, you know, respect among among the other people around you. So if your plan goes well, then you would enter this vault. You would take on this mantle of overseer who is now a servant of the people. You'll do your best for that year. Hopefully everybody is nice and they, they see the, you know, the the job that you're doing and the sacrifice that you're making. And by the end of the year, you've gained respect among them. The mantle has now moved to somebody else. And now your life gets a lot better for the rest of your time in the vault. Unless you, of course, get voted overseer again. Yes. And something to address because I just thought about it. So the way that in the game uh, they address the end of your term is you go into basically a kill room full of robots and turrets and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. First thing I would do is uh, I would be like, hey, security team, we're going to go shut all that stuff down. And so at the end of that, you'd still go into that room and it basically would play the same slide where it's like, hey, you sacrificed your time. Congratulations. Thank you for being such an exemplary person. And then after that, you're kind of an advisor to everybody and you're respected and you know a lot of things and you can kind of choose your post. So mm. let's say you found you're proficient at working in hydroponics. OK, now you can go help grow food. You can become a doctor if you found, oh, I'm good at medicine, something like that. It's a way for you to get good graces with every single person in the vault and make yourself kind of uncomfortable you learn different traits and yeah you're now an invaluable member of the vault not I, just somebody who's going to sit there and do nothing i can see that this would be a very noble thing i can also see some holes that are potential flaws in that the overseer who comes after you decides hell no i'm not going to do that we're going to reinstate the kill thing and then they murder you <laughs> no, but, but of course that would that could cause a rift among the rest of the vault you know because you're going to have a lot of respect among some of them and then some of them maybe not um, so yeah, this could totally go down in ways that are uh, get dark, you know, but at the same time, it may work out really great for you because now you have this situation. The other the other potential hole I see here is what if what if they decide to not? I mean, there's no rule in the original system. It's it's decided that a previous overseer dies. So there's no rule that an overseer can't serve twice because there doesn't need to be. 
So what if they're like, you were so good at that, and they just keep voting you back into the role? <laughs> I mean, I kind of look at it where you're the overseer. If you're number so one, you, you get kind of rule. set the rules. <laughs> right. So it's like... I don't have to serve anymore. I'm done. You can only serve one term. Yeah, it's like yeah. one and done. It's like right. uh, the United States president. Okay, you could serve two terms. After that, you're done. You're no done. more. Yeah, no mas. Term, term limit. Yeah. yeah, after that, you're, so, you're done. That's kind of where I was thinking. And on the first one, yeah, they could try to do that. But the whole point of that vault is it's democratically elected. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely remove somebody if they start doing stuff you don't like. Yeah, totally. It, I, I believe they actually did that with the the last overseer. They removed her because she was attempting to get rid of the fact that it's voted and it was going to become random. Yeah. And they... Yeah went to remove her and that's what caused the vaults of fail right so interesting that's that's an interesting dynamic on the whole thing do you guys have any other thoughts on this would you be willing to take on this kind of role or what do you think nighttime um that's kind of interesting uh the whole dynamic of it i mean it's easy to trick people into this fear state to where they they follow these orders like well if we just let one person die we can all be saved um so, I mean, you're growing up in that, that type of situation where, you know, this happens over and over and over again. And then, you know, 200 years or maybe 100 years later, they decide to stop it. Um, it, it took somebody, it would have taken somebody with a lot of moral fortitude to be able to say, I'm not going to cross this line. And it doesn't matter that all the vault residents are going to die because of my decision. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that the way it happened in the game that it it took you know a civil war inside the vault for lack of a better term um to get to the point where there was only five people left and then they realized oh we didn't have to kill anybody and then if you listen to the audio logs you hear a gunshot four people die and then the person drops the gun and walks out and then end of the story yeah and who were they and where did they go and are they still around yeah yeah it's it's a really cool vault it's um it's one of those uh, Las Vegas vaults, and, and a lot of those have some really good stories to them. So, or New Vegas vaults, I guess I should say, in Las Vegas originally, but then New Vegas. Um, all right, any any last thoughts, Top Shelf, on this one? I think, I think you found kind of a, a potential loophole here, but I don't think it's free of danger. No, and I think, I mean, you're dealing with human beings, that's kind of inherent in everything i mean even a control sure. vault all it takes is one person being like and now it's no longer controlled right um right so i think the cool thing would be um because i don't quite know and i was discussing this before the show i don't quite know how the i'm not gonna kill somebody aspect works with the vault door mm -hmm. so I'm not sure if it's an automatic open, because if it is, that kind of creates a whole other problem where it's like, oh, you've been underground for a year and now the vault door is open, letting in all the radiation. Sure. But if it's it just creates the ability to open the door. Now you set it up for other overseers to go. It's been enough time. Right. We can go out and explore. And that could be. You know, like 76, you could start civilization over again sooner than 101 was trying to do or right. some of those vaults that stayed closed for hundreds of years. Right, right. What's interesting is, and I've, I've addressed this on early episodes of the podcast, that uh, 
radiation doesn't take that long to reach background levels in an environment. Uh, even even in the situation of something like that would have happened in Fallout, like an area that got dropped a bunch of nukes on it, still doesn't take hundreds of years for that uh, to to go away. Um, the natural processes of of the Earth, um, rainfall, the movement of air, uh, even even you know the way that the ground erodes and and wind and and those kinds of things um, will disperse that over you know maybe dozens of years at the most. So. This idea that like the world would still be irradiated is, is kind of part of the fiction. Um, so in a, in a real world situation situation like this, I'm sure that they would have the ability to do the math and say, like, if this is the scale of the conflict, then we would need to stay underground for this many years to feel safe returning to the surface. But we don't have that in the Fallout games. It, it's this like mystery. And then the world is just terrible. You know, I guess the other potential situation here is that there were enough bombs dropped across the entire planet that threw the world into a nuclear winter. And there's enough radiation across the planet that there's nowhere else for the radiation to go. So the atmosphere is just inherently radioactive at that point. But then again, well, they- I, I don't know that 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 makes sense scientifically. Well, they said that the Fallout universe, it did the exact opposite. It went into some type of nuclear summer. But, like, I've read up on this because I'm kind of interested in, like, the whole 1950s era stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what could attribute to a lot of the the um, amount of radioactive material that's in the Fallout universe, everything in this universe is nuclear power. Cars right. had yes. Yes. fusion drives. You yeah. had... You had Everything. And even one of the biggest things about it is that the amount of incompetence when it related to the disposal of radioactive nuclear waste that That you had all these nuclear power plants that weren't functioning anymore. Well, I mean, not not occupied. So they weren't being taken care of and they leaked radiation. Um, You had radiation barrels all over the place. All this stuff will contaminate everything. You know, it's not like any of this stuff was properly locked down in these deep mines like they're supposed to. And then on top of that, the bombs that were used by the Chinese and the United States were yields that were around, um, I want to say, 50 to 250 kiloton, which is very low yield. The problem with low yield weapons is that they're not they're not hydrogen bombs so you're not using an atomic trigger to detonate a fusion reactor you're actually just using like large chunks of uranium or plutonium and when you do that if you have you know that critical mass you know nine pounds well you saw what happened you know that stuff it goes everywhere because you're only uh converting two percent of that mass into energy so that rest of that mass is spread all across the area and then it also with the nuclear particles contaminates other types of things you know a lot of people don't know if you uh take a radioactive uh isotope like uranium or plutonium it'll actually the particles that come off it will irradiate other heavy elements and then make it those radioactive so it'll oh. actually make lead radioactive interesting yeah and they have such a long half-life that they would sit around forever and, you know, when you get a nuclear weapon, the uh, the uranium or the plutonium, they split into constituents. So and those are those that don't last that long. I think it's strontium 90. And then uh, I can't remember the other one. It's the one that acts like iodine. That's why they tell you to take iodine tablets after nuclear fallout. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess that is a little bit more complex. <laughs> I think in, in the sum of it all, we wouldn't really know for sure, but it it's it's dangerous, you know, it's clearly a dangerous thing. Nighttime, do you have a vault that you would want to run? 
Yes, Vault 34. 34. Sorry, I had to, I had to read some stuff. Oh, sure, um, yeah, sure. just through some questions because I'm not really sure. Just lead me. Um, yeah, so wait, so let's go ahead and explain Vault 34 to people if, because I don't always remember by the number which one they are. Yeah. So Vault 34 was one of the vaults that's just outside Los, uh, New Vegas. Um, it's associated with a couple of quests, but it was one of the vaults that were overpopulated on person on purpose and they sacrificed a lot of the living space for luxury items like with swimming pools and stuff like that the also <laughs> the issue was is that they had high crime because you just had too many people packed into a too little area and there wasn't enough resources and they had overstocked the armory on purpose yeah this is the vault with the boomers Yes. Yeah, this the, is the one the, we've been addressing over the last month with uh, some of the New Vegas uh, episodes we've been doing. Okay, so why specifically this one would you want to be in charge of? Um, I think it's an interesting experiment. It's not necessarily nefarious. Um, I think it's more of a social commentary on certain aspects of American culture, uh, especially city dwellers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um. What is interesting is that it was a very effective vault for quite a long time. Um, I think they said by 2281, it was still active and functioning. Um, you had the boomer uh, descendants. They left somewhere, um, I think, 100 or maybe 150 years after the vault first sealed up. Mm -hmm. And then they founded their own their own community that was, you know, very, very strange, <laughs> a very strange community. So the do you feel like this would be an easy job? Uh, probably not the easiest job, but seems to be the most interesting. I mean, you're just basically running a town that's just centered on on firearms and weapons. So I'm a gunsmith. So this would be kind of interesting for me. Um, yeah, it, it matches your topic. You're like the topics you're interested in. So that totally yeah. makes sense to me for sure. Um, but at the so, same time, everybody has the potential to be armed and you also have this group that left and became the boomer so there there are inherently some people in here who are a little bit happy. more violently minded and unhappy it seems like what the issue was is that the 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 overseer would not allow access to even like simple weapons for self-defense mm -hmm. um obviously you know enclosed areas and stuff and because if you've played through Fallout 3 and you've seen what's happened to the other vaults, and especially when you uh, you go to Fallout, you leave 101, and then you come back to 101, right. and it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're always worried about that, um, that you get too many people that have too much too much individual power over other people. It right. gets kind of scary. Um, yeah, unbalanced of, uh, systems with a unbalance of power are often the... Uh, a catalyst to uh, strife, to human suffering. That's almost every case. Like if you look at every major revolution if in the world where the population has pushed back against the leadership, the the lifestyle distance, like the the amount that the average person has compared to the people at the top of the chain was is generally very, very far apart. And this is one of those topics I find really interesting. So the, I guess the, I've read a little bit about this. One of the worst examples of this was during the French Revolution, where the mm -hmm. the distance between the aristocracy, the the ruling class, and the average French citizen were so far apart that that it it led to revolution. 
that's why that's part of why the masses decided to fight back. Um, what's also interesting about this is that in the United States today, we're even more stratified than that moment in history, which is scary because the, I mean, think about it. Like we, we no longer live in a society where a single hardworking blue collar worker, average American, somebody who can work in a factory or farm a field or, you know, do these like necessary required jobs for society to move forward, right? The kinds of jobs, drive a truck, the kinds of jobs that you just need people to do. That person cannot make enough money to pay for a house for a family to live in for food and insurance and power and, 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 and live, you know, health needs that, that can no longer happen. You know, the 1950s and 1960s, we lived in a society where you could have a bread by single breadwinner provide for an entire family of four or five and still have money to go on vacation and help their kids with college, you know, like those kinds of things. And they would they would have been working these like blue collar jobs at the time. We don't live in that society anymore. Um, and on top of that, the top money earners in our country make way more than the top one percent ever ever made compared to the rest of society. And that stratification is more than it is or was during the French Revolution. But we live in a time where things are different. The Internet is a thing. Information is a thing. There's a lot of, you know, control of information, misinformation, all of that stuff. So it's it's a really tricky topic, you know. So in your situation, let's go back to your vault. You have yeah. you have a situation where things were, were stratified. And so therefore it created a problem. Is the solution then to give everybody access to weapons? It seemed like that was the whole reason um, uh, there was the riot. There was the riot. They just wanted guns, and it got to the point where they just didn't want to be a part of the vault anymore. Mm -hmm. So I guess you're saying if I was the, the, the vault overseer during this time, what right. would my decision be? Yeah. Uh, my decision, if you want to leave, you should be able to leave. I mean, if it was a hundred or so years, I mean, I guess the reasoning wasn't really talked about as to why the overseer didn't want them to leave. Maybe because the problem is if you have a vault that's completely, you know, there's, it's overpopulated. The natural thing was like, okay, well, a lot of these vaults really just some come to the fact that they tried to stay uh, locked up for as long as they did when they should have gone out and started trying to build something like vault eight did, which was the, the vault city and fallout two. Right, they, right. That's Expanding what, outside the vault, using the vault as part of the, like the the seed for a community that grows then out from the vault. Yeah, it just that, that makes sense. Now, I, I get the I get the I get the fear of like the unknown, the things that are out there in the wasteland, the radiation, the monsters. Like I get that. Like I, I totally get that. But I think you're right. Uh, dictating for other adults what they can and can't do when it came to something like on that scale. It's one thing to say, like, these are the laws. You can't steal from each other. You can't murder each other. Everybody has to put in their, you know, their nine to five. Everybody has to provide for the community. We all are in this together. Like that all totally makes sense because it benefits everyone. But to, to tell somebody and you're not allowed to leave. Shouldn't that be on the individual? And yeah. shouldn't you as the overseer be creating an environment in the vault that is uh, or responsible for creating an environment in the vault that is the kind of place that if they leave and they go, man, I had it really good in there, 
that they would come back, <laughs> like that they would yeah. choose to be part of it, that they don't have to be forced to be part of it. That makes sense to me. Vault 13. You had four different diverse uh, lactar factions that left the vault and went out their own way. Now, three out of the four decided to become different types of raider clans. Yeah. Uh, the Viper, most interestingly, you know, would worship snakes and vipers as a part of an ancient uh, pagan uh, religion. But right. then you had Shady Sands that was became the became the seed of the uh, old world nation state. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. Like some people just want the just want to do a thing for themselves. You know, they just want to found they want their own land. They want to make their own rules. They like and that's totally fine. And if those people leave and they don't come back, then, you know, as as some people say, God bless them. Let them go do their thing. Hopefully they're successful. Right. Maybe they build a community. Maybe they build a trading post. Maybe they, they build something that helps, you know, yeah, reinstate uh, Jay Lonnie in, in chat says America. But but honestly, like genuinely, like maybe they they create something that helps bring back the country because they're good hard working folk that just want to you know plant their stake in the ground and make something and that's great but there's a lot well, of people who would like head out into that world and go oh god this place is terrifying i'm gonna go back yeah. in the vault enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But it's like, that's pretty much uh, distilled down with the Republic of Dave. You know, if you you keep him as the president, you know, he, he rules over this like just a little square of junkyard. And if you oust him, he's like, well, screw you. I'm going to make another town and I'm going to make my way in the wastes again. And right. then it's like, OK. Bye. <laughs> yeah. OK. Bye. Interesting. So how do you I guess that to extrapolate this out? Let's say you end up in a situation where the vault is unhappy for reasons beyond your control. Mm -hmm. And you've now armed the entire vault. How do you manage that? What's the, what are they mad about though? I don't know. Maybe, they're, they maybe they're mad. Maybe, maybe you just have some troublemakers in the group who think they're not being treated fairly, even though they are right. <laughs> who are, who are vying for power. They're trying to they're trying to create dissent because they want to oust you and they want to be the ones in charge. Something something as simple as that. OK, um, 
I guess the only thing you can do is leave it up to a democratic process. I mean, if if it's to the point where something's got to be done, and if it's not done, then things are going to end really poorly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the option. You could always step down. You could say, okay, well, we're going to have a new election. And he yeah. goes, and I'm going to step down, and I'm not going to be a part of the choice. Okay, that's fair. I mean, it, it could be dangerous for you, but that's fair. What if, yeah. what if you instated uh, dueling? <laughs> so everybody has, everybody has a sidearm. And, you know, you're like, all right, you got a problem with me. Let's like like Jay Lonnie said in chat, we'll deal with this outside. We're going to step outside at noon, take, take 10 paces and draw. And whoever's left standing gets to be the leader. I think I think the problem with that is that I think everybody would be very quite well competent with firearms. And I think yeah. uh, it would mostly we would both die with several bullet holes. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> that would, it would just lead to everybody dying. We could do a shooting competition. We could do uh-huh. like a complicated course and then see who scores the best out of five runs. And whoever does, they're they're the best at the best. And hopefully they can make competent decisions. <laughs> right. Like it's back to the whole like, we'll, we'll just make the better warrior the leader. Because being yeah. a warrior is completely the same thing as making good decisions for large groups of people. It's not Holding a gun still and pulling the trigger, it makes you the best warrior. <laughs> right. Right. It makes you the best warrior. There you go. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's that's what I, would do. I would do a shooting competition. Shooting see competition. Who would win. Okay. Because okay. the dueling doesn't, you know, we're not we're not shooting single shot firearms anymore or swords. Oh yeah, but but what if what if you were? What if you only got to load in one bullet? I mean, it's not very it's very counterproductive to be honest. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I just wanted to throw it out because I, I'm not just because I ask question doesn't mean I'm suggesting it's the right answer. It's just kind of fun to think about, like you know, taking that theme and and working it out into that direction. Um. Yeah, that's oh man, interesting stuff. Any other thoughts on that? Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Would you be Would you be up for running a vault full of firearms, Pie Man? Pie Man's like, I'll just so run him over with my truck. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just bring my big old truck through that vault door. There's a garage <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> It'll fit, right? It, it it we'll make it fit. Might have to get rid of a couple things in here, but you, we'll make it fit. Well, anyway, I I would I wouldn't mind if if that if that voice voice <gasps> that vault was my cho- I was assigned that vault. I wouldn't mind it. It wouldn't be my first choice because mm-hmm. of all the weapons. It's not like I'm incompetent with with firearms. I'm those firearms in me just don't mesh. Yeah, you're just not into them. Okay. They, Fair enough. they really just don't mesh, and and if they get upset about it, I, I'll give them a firearm. Doesn't mean I'm going to give them ammo for it. <laughs> well, they might get upset about that part too. Um, all right, all well, right. That doesn't mean they have to know about that. I didn't give them ammo. I may just give them a, give them a magazine with the shot in it. I, like I think two, they'll probably two bullets or something. I think they'll probably check. I think that's one of those things that you can, you kind of know pretty soon. They go to the firing range and go, yeah. "Why are these blanks?" You know, or or whatever. Um, top shelf. What do you think? Do, yeah. Would you would you run a vault full of firearms in a situation like that? How do you feel? Um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be totally against it. Uh, I th- I think nighttime mentioned this. You could also make it where it's like now you have a trained army. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If you just basically go, okay, this group on Mondays, you're going to practice from 
one to two with mm-hmm. handguns. This group, you're going to practice with rifles. This group, you're going to practice with because they have everything. Like, that's the other thing about 34 is it wasn't just like pistols and shotguns. It was like Gatling lasers, miniguns. They had access to basically everything. Um, the other problem, which I don't. So. When the boomers left, what wound up happening with Vault 34 is the door never closed properly and they all became irradiated and became ghouls. Right. Yeah, there is that. There is that part of it. It, it, the door did not open or it was, yeah, it didn't open again. It couldn't open again, but it also didn't seal properly. So it kind of became like a new version of, I think it's 12, which is the Necropolis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, in, fallout one or two i can't remember yep um so that's the other problem is you would have to make it so the second you open that door because i'm gonna it was the radiator was damaged and that's what flooded yeah it was it wasn't the door oh really yeah yeah i could have sworn it was i could have sworn it was the door wouldn't open again no it said the vault dollars left and then the main exit was sealed and the guards posted to prevent anyone from leaving and then what happened was is that everybody else stormed the armory and then in that gotcha. result, the reactor became damaged. I guess somebody had an air round with a missile launcher. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, I could. I, I I don't remember where I got that, but yeah, I could have sworn like it also wouldn't yes. open once they had the problem with the radiator. It would not open again. Is yeah, what it's, I. It's easy remember, to remember. It's but, easy to misremember. There's so many of the vaults yeah. are similar in certain ways, and they're different in others. Um, there's so yeah. many of them. It's there, not even so funny. Yeah. That, this is why I have yes. to look, look back and I have to be like, is that the one I remember to be that number or not? Because there's like, there's a bunch. Um, so in short answer, yes, I would run it, but I would also make it where it's like regimented where after, after a while, okay, you want to go ahead and leave? Sure. That's fine. Just you're kind of affiliated with us. You're going to help us get connection to the outside world. Um, you can create a settlement that's, we supply you with food, ammo, whatever you need, but you're kind of our ambassadors and you give us a hand instead of, no, you're not leaving, even though we have a overpopulation issue. So, so you would define just a think, role for it, people to choose that would allow them to also leave without without fully con- breaking connections. Yeah. And also, again, being trained going out where you're proficient with every sort of firearm with your armor and all that sort of stuff. So that way you're as equipped for the wasteland as you can be going out and uh-huh. going so with that. You've you've created an idea that has taken, you know, taken root in my brain. And I think I might have another solution for this vault because there was over overcrowding was the problem. Right. But you also have lots of military equipment and things like that. So you could have a very like you're saying, very trained group, not just in firearms and things like that, but also military coordination and squad maneuvers and these kinds of things. And, and, and you know, personal fitness and all the things that you would need for a really highly trained army. This sounds like Sparta. And what the Spartans did in order to control overpopulation is that they took their children and let them left them out in the wilderness to see if they would survive among the wolves. And only the ones that survived got to be got to grow up and, and become Spartans. So what if what if you as the overseer basically enact new Sparta and in order to maintain a certain size population, you, you do something like, that, like you kick children out of the vault. And if they can make their way back, then they get to be part of the part of the group. 
I don't know that this is a good idea, but it might be an effective idea. <laughs> See, you and Sparta, I was like, oh, National Guard. You now have a replacement for the National Guard because you have a well-trained militia. Or both. Yeah, but think about it. Like Nobody would ever assault the vault, even though you're kicking kids out and people might find out where they came from. You have like the most well-equipped, well-trained army in the wasteland at that point. You know, like who would, who in their right mind would knock on that door twice, like with plans to take your stuff from you? Like never, like yeah. absolutely never. Pie man's raising your hand. Pie man, you would knock on the door twice. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, yes, I would. You would? My, my, I would. Just to say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. Ammo's really hi. expensive out here. Can I get some ammo? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a Gatling laser. You guys got any? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Top shelf. Go along with that line. Hey, I know you said no the first time, but uh, what about now? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to take are, over your vault. Cool? No? I, I don't believe you meant no the first time, so I'm asking again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's that's a cool vault. Pie Man, I think, it's, I think you're up, dude. What, what vault would you be in charge of? So, so me as a truck driver, I didn't really have a lot of time to research, so That's fine. So I went with the one that I that I fell in love with and I explored it a crap ton in the game in, in Fallout 4 because I made my my own little hideout there. Mm -hmm. It was funny. I'm talking about Vault 111. Is it 111? Yeah, it's 111. The one that you go in at the beginning of the game. Go in and maybe never come out. It's only by sheer luck you ever come out. That's true, because everybody else got murdered, and you didn't. Or at yeah. least didn't survive yeah. the cryostasis or whatever. So, you so, in the pre-show, you had mentioned that you have an interest in cryogenics. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've always been fascinated by how it, uh, how some some people, they, they do it so they can put preserve their being to like be put in a robot or something you know yeah. like rich people that yeah. want to preserve themselves you know like if they have can't I, I i get sometimes you know like oh find a cure for cancer let's unfreeze this dude hopefully he comes back i don't know yeah there uh, there are want to put him in an android or something right there are companies today that you can have your body or at least your head frozen on death with the hopes that it can remain frozen until a time in the future where you could be, I don't know, resurrected, brought back to life somehow, uh, and things can cure you. So that is interesting. Like, would you, okay, so if you're running the vault, would you be okay with the people entering the vault not necessarily knowing that that's what was going to happen to them? Yes. Yes, you, you would be okay I with would, that? uh, at first, yes, yeah, I I would I would run the experiment as planned, uh -huh. and then and then after so odd years, you know, after not hearing, like uh, I think in the overseer manual or something, in in the thing when you're trying to get out, trying to get out, it's and the vault 
overseer's office, the computer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I spent almost hours looking through it with all the logs and everything. Holy cow. But <laughs> you notice that they never get in, they never get in all clear. Yeah. Well, the overseer there in was, the game. Right. Go ahead. Uh, in the game, they, they just, uh, they just went schedule as normal, you know, don't tell anybody anything like that. Well, after I, after a couple, me personally, I, I'm a sort of a good, I, I'd like to say I have a good moral compass. I am well, morally sound. I, I think so. Okay. Uh, so I would, after not hearing for hundreds of like years like like plan plan i I'd, I'd start unfreezing people well tell them what's up unless unless you were ghoulified or something i don't think that you would have been there a few hundred yeah, years yeah, later un- 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 unless <laughs> yeah unless something drastic happened like the door blew up or sure, something right, or right well the the situation with vault 11 111 is that uh there was a um revolt the security personnel revolted against the leadership uh, about a year after yeah, the vault right. closed. So you would, you as the leader would have to deal with that revolt. It, what would you do to, and I guess the best way to deal with something like that is to make sure that they don't revolt in the first place. So what yeah. would you, what would you do to make sure that the, the security people and the people who are running this experiment are okay with it? Cause it seems like they either weren't okay with it or wanted to get out or, wanted to make their own rules or something like that. I think at first, if I remember correctly, they were, they were sort of okay with it. But -hmm. then as time went on, it sort of deteriorated really fast when they realized what they were doing, what they they could only supposed to keep them, keep the vault residents alive. They weren't supposed to do anything else to them. Right. And uh, the vault security was supposed to make sure no one got out. Right. And well, and they were running out of supplies, too, was was one of the issues. So in your situation, you probably would have needed to at least open the potential for some of you to be interacting with the outside world in order to resupply the vault so that there wasn't a a revolt. Mm -hmm. My guess is if if you if you as the overseer were able to put together like squads of people who could leave the vault find supplies, bring them back, resupply the vaults, that the rest of them would probably be okay living there as a safe place with the ability and the coordination and the support of the rest of the vault in order to to maintain that. The the the, the people who were not frozen weren't very many. There weren't a lot of them, a lot of you. But no, it probably no, would have felt like not, a safe it, place. It supposed, I think I think it was supposed to be like a minimum staff, yeah. really. Yeah, it was a very small staff. So I guess if you were to schedule, if you were to coordinate it like that, then you probably could have stuck around for quite a while. Now, how many years would you have gone without getting it all clear before you decided to like unfreeze everybody and stop the experiment? Maybe four, five, four or five years. So not very long. In, no, the, in the scheme of no, things, right? All. Like not twenty-five years, like yeah, seventy-six scheme, or a hundred. Yeah, yeah, because it you can only crowd genetically freeze i mean you can do it you can have them frozen for years and years and hundreds of years but in this instance you you need the manpower since your staff is me as it is mm-hmm. that's true that's true that, that would help to have these people around to actually help you out and i bet a lot of them would be yeah. 
would rather be awake than not um, because they didn't choose it. But now you're mm-hmm. also dealing with people who were cryogenically frozen against their will who are now waking up and probably not happy about it. Yeah, they're so not you, happy about that. You're going to have to deal with that as well. So it seems kind of a complex situation to, to navigate. Yeah, there's a lot of complex situations that I would probably that I as the overseer would have to deal with. Yeah, really. Uh, but but at that point, I'd probably have to cross that bridge when I got to that point. Yeah, <laughs> got I got that you. point. You know, I'd, I'd probably have to take it one step at a time, really. Yeah, I, I could see that this could play out a, a variety of different ways, and you just have to kind of see what would happen one, one step at a time. So that makes sense. Let's see um, Let's see what the other guys think. Nighttime, top shelf, what do you, th- what do you think? Nighttime? Uh, what do you guys, do you guys remember the Covenant house? The Covenant not, the, house. not the house, but the Covenant, uh, the settlement that's on the lake. In Fallout 4? You go into the- yeah, in Fall Four, you go into their compound, and they're all—they all look like vault security. They all have vault security equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody had brought up the fact that you know all the signs and stuff—they looked like they were from uh, was it Vault One Hundred One. Um, but as as you guys were saying about food and stuff, it seems like they could have, if you wanted to, you know. It's not set in stone with the lore, but maybe they did survive. Maybe they left after a year and they did survive and they found that cave and that's where they've been living out for the past couple hundred years. Could be that, that they were like the seed of that community. Yeah, um, because, I mean, they couldn't stay there. I mean, it was kind of it was really out of the overseer's hands. I mean, obviously, he didn't want to leave because he didn't want to die of uh, radiation poisoning. But I mean, the only other, you know, um, the only other option is to sit there, either starve to death or cannibalize each other till you don't have anybody left. And yeah, I, I feel like most people would make the decision to leave well before yeah. cannibalizing each other. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could have gotten quite a bit of supply runs and stuff from the local, from that the sanctuary hills and stuff. But I mean, this stuff's only going to last so long. It's just easier to make your way out and try to find, make a new life. Yeah, find find a place that's not irradiated, a place where you could grow your own crops and survive on your own for sure what do you think top shelf cryogenics um kind of what uh everybody was saying um the only thing that i if again from just memory was uh the security team didn't seem to care about the actual experiment um mm-hmm. the whole reason for the revolt was as you were saying they were running out of supplies and the overseer was just like oh we haven't got the all clear and it's like dude it's been three times as long because i think they were supposed to get the all clear after like 180 days or something like that uh, like not yeah, very 100, long 180 day mandatory shelter period yes yeah and they were supposed to get it after that and i think they had been in there for like a couple years or maybe uh, just over a year but it's like yeah it's about a year after a certain point like you're not getting that all clear yeah and right something's so wrong this is not gonna work out i think just yeah just 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 be like like it's just kind of to me stupid to sit here and go no we're just gonna wait for this all clear and it's like it's not coming dude so just open up because you're as you were saying you're either gonna starve to death or you're gonna have to kill each other to survive just gonna have to release your subjects because you need food like that's just the way that it works or you need manpower so you could have just opened it up started looting you know 
Sanctuary Hills. Um, is it Concord or Concordia? I can't remember which one. Um, but go there, Concord. you know, loot that town. Yeah. yeah, Concord. Like, that had a ton of buildings. Start looting that. It, Lexington. I mean, there's city centers. There's a Super Duper Mart in Lexington. Oh, yeah. I mean, go there. You can survive off that. And then if you really want to try this experiment, after 10 years or something like that, 510, right. release all your subjects. And if there's any physiological changes, you can extrapolate that over. Okay, if it was a hundred years, just times what their <laughs> their changes by ten. Yeah, it's possibly. not impossible. So here, here's the other thing, though. If if leadership, if Voltec leadership is not in communication with you anymore, and you're technically working for them, how long do you stick to the plan? In, in a post-apocalyptic setting, I mean, how long do you stick stick to it and go? Yeah, they're they're probably still around. You know, or, or do you after a few years do you go? You know, we haven't heard from them in years. They're probably all dead. Screw the experiments because there's nowhere for this data to go anyway. Like we're just the ones collecting it. It's not we're not doing anything with it. We're collecting it for the organization, but the organization doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and that's why I said if you really care about the experiment, right. yeah, then that okay, do it for a fraction of the time and then extrapolate because after a while you're like. Okay, you can't leave them there for 100 years because your human lifespan is not that long. You're all grown adults. There's no chance you're going to live to 118 or 125, even right. if you were a young adult. So you're eventually going to have to start bringing out your subjects and being like, hey, we need you to start repopulating. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I would have honestly lasted maybe a couple more months. Like I would have been like, okay, it's been a yeah. year. Bye. We're done. <laughs> like yeah, no, I totally uh, agree. six months after the 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 time you're supposed to call in no you're dead i'm not listening yeah so we need to do something else we need to start taking care of our population and people because that that's more important than following through with any experiment um well these very cool ideas guys i, I like i like having these episodes because you guys all share thoughts and things that i wouldn't necessarily have come up with so um very cool stuff i've i've got one to throw in here we're getting we're getting to the end of the show i just want to throw in an interesting idea think about this vault 112 the one with tranquility lane stanislas braun is stuck in the uh virtual simulation with the other people right Except I'm not Stanislas Braun. I'm not crazy. So what if I used that to create a wonderful environment for the other people and myself so we could live somewhere much happier and gave them the option of getting in and out of the simulation when they wanted to. They don't have to stay in it, but they can if they want. It would be like a vault with the best potential video game that you could ever play that is clearly set up. I mean, they didn't have, I mean, obviously they were probably being fed through tubes, but at least they had sustenance. They've got a robot staff to take care of you, right? And then if, if whenever you want, you just plug yourself into the simulation and just escape the terrible world. What do you think about that? <laughs> raising hands everybody's raising hands uh i saw top shelf first <laughs> okay so the first thing you do is execute brawn because screw that guy well i would um, i would be brawn like i would be the leader of the vault so brawn wouldn't be there 
I, I still say you find a way to bring him to the <laughs> to wall and kill him, him just him. because he's a terrible human being. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but no, I, I thought about that one too when coming up with ideas. And uh-huh. yeah, I thought that would have been really interesting to have. You could just teach people things. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the other cool thing is it'd be in the like, Matrix. Um, you'd be you're oh just God, living in the, the Matrix. You could have like on Tuesdays we all get better at jujitsu. On Wednesdays we all learn foreign languages. On Thursdays we all we practice in musical instruments in a simulation where we can all learn faster than in reality. Awesome. Well, I mean, literally, just think about it. The DLC for Anchorage, they put you in one of those pods to go through it. You could medical training. Okay, you're going to, you know, life saving stuff. First aid. You could learn how to shoot weapons and you don't actually have to have guns. Right. It's safe. You could learn all sorts of stuff. It would be such a wonderful tool to, like, help these people. And then, again, you could have, like. You can know, the Matrix playing. Right. You can have you can have like, you know, Saturdays and Sundays be like weekend party time and like whisk everyone away to some beach resort, you know, or, you know, to go skiing in the mountains or all the things that they could no longer experience in the real world because the real world is irradiated and there's monsters everywhere, you know, but you just kind of keep them in a safe place. Everybody lives these happy lives. Everybody becomes very, very capable because they can learn anything that they need to learn. Um, I guess the only other potential issue is like actual real food, like finding and providing actual food. So then you have to open up the vault or at least figure out a way to use your robots to gather things for you. But even then you got robots nighttime. Um, you guys ever heard of the term frame jacking frame jacking? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Kind of something like in the a, cyberpunk. So imagine yeah. you can dilate the perception of time to a human being in these oh, yeah, machines. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. So, and the person would experience a thousand years. They're talking about doing this to prisoners now, by the way, making them feel like they've served 10 years and it would be an eight hour sentence. They would in real time, they would go in hmm. eight hours and then they would experience 10 years of their life inside of this thing. Can your brain process that though? That's what they're trying to figure I out. Don't is that they're trying- can. I don't think, I don't think you can. They're taking a serious look at this, which is so frightening. I mean, I mean it'd be cool to know. Like, if, if you can, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I feel like that would be very stressful for you. Like, yeah. your brain isn't well, built to process time. Yeah, you, you. I mean, think about it. Like, in times where we are uh, stressed and we're understressed, and we have to do things like twice as fast as we normally do. Right. You're in a, in a job situation where you're just like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's only so long we can do that. And it's not because of physical exhaustion. It's because of mental exhaustion. It's the stress of having to do something and, and be and, and do it faster, faster, faster. Right. You multiply that by like 10 or 100. <laughs> I don't think your brain yeah. can handle that. Yeah. I mean, it would probably it would cause neurop, uh, what do you call it? Uh, synapse collapse or, or other types of neurological conditions because you're aging you're giving the brain age it's not some type of organ that you can just like play with it it's not a liver you're overclocking um, their brains that's what you're doing yeah, yeah. Basically, and that's what, what, it, what happens to a cpu when you overclock it too yeah. much 
Well, it dries out. If, yeah, you're gonna burn their brains out. That's, oh man, that seems crazy. It's frightening. Your 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 thing that you put out with the thing. It's probably the most inhuman experiment. I mean, it could have great benefits. Don't get me wrong, but it's like uh, there was a comic came out recently where it's like, oh, I traveled into the future and I'm gonna experience the galaxy, and they're like, right this way to your pod, and he goes, you can experience the galaxy in your pod, and then they just drug you up, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So uh, that's just my thoughts. But. Okay. All right. Who else? Who else wants to chime in? Bye, man. So, uh, Vault One Twelve. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Ex- execute the leader. That Braun. Vault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get rid of Braun because he's craziest he's psychopath. person ever. Right, right. Yeah, total psychopath. My, Holy in, crap! In my scenario, I'm the person that they give this vault to, so he's not there. He's somewhere else. It's not that he was among the people going into the vault. Like they were like, I'm the guy who did all the scientific work that he did. I'm just not insane. So I'm Braun, I guess. In this scenario. Explain that to everybody else, though, Tom. They're they're looking <laughs> yeah. for you, Braun. Please. They found you. <laughs> and Ange, everything's going very well. Thank you. <laughs> I guess in that scenario, then I would have designed a lot of the vaults differently as well. But um, yeah, that's that has yeah, a lot yeah, of inherent problems in it. The vault design is very weird. <laughs> yeah. The vault design is very weird, to be honest. I yeah. don't know why. I, I I would I would also agree with Top Shelf and with your idea about not. Uh, first with yours about not making it the most awfulest thing and most weirdest thing simulation oh, sure. ever. Yeah, yeah. Don't torture everybody. Oh, no, no. Don't don't jerk everyone's chain. I mean, like, seriously, it was so weird. Make it, like, happy and make it so it's like an option that they can come out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's like, what I'm if, saying. If they need to use the... Like if they need to use the bathroom or if they just want to walk around. Right, right. No, it becomes a tool Get and everyone everyone lives vault. in the vault normally. And then that becomes the tool, the, you know, the chamber that they can go in if they'd like, you know, or, or let's say we're all having like, hey, guys, we're all going to go hang out on a vacation and, you know, go down water slides. Let's go in our little pods and experiment it, you know, experience it in our heads, you know, or let's let's learn how to surf. <laughs> You know, like mm, I, I, I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to say, "Go, let, let's uh, let's all go to the bar and get, let's go get some drinks." Yeah, you could do that too, and then you never actually have to get drunk mm-hmm. because it's all in your head. Top shelf. Did you want to chime in? You, for whatever reason, it just hit me. I'm like, so you're talking about Ready Player One? Yeah, basically. So, basically, this is now yeah, Ready it's Player like, One. Hey, let's yeah. go to the bar. Even though we could in real life, we just choose to be in our avatars. Right. So that was all I was thinking. I was like, that's ready player one. I just made that connection. So that's all. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that makes sense. Well guys, it's time to wrap up the episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you also for supporting the show. Um, I guess Lainey couldn't make it. She was wrapping up uh, at work. Maybe things went a little bit long. Um, but uh, we both very, very much appreciate it. I'm excited to talk with you guys every month and I especially, you know, like that you guys are willing to help support this because it helps me do this for a living and continue to make content. 
and that means a ton so thank you for being here thank you to all of our patrons thank you to uh robob who's in chat who isn't able to join us robob uh, i saw your message you'd like to jump in but the kids are still up i totally get it hopefully you can join us next month um and then also all of our other patrons and of course pie man for being our liberty prime our giant robot of the group and everyone else i believe there's 50 of you now there are 50 patrons which is freaking amazing so thank you to every single one of you who's helping us out or you know helping me and laney be able to do this you guys are the best um let's wrap this up guys let's let's go back through the list and share if there's anything you're working on anything you want to share that you're doing and ways people can get a hold of you so let's let's start with pie man pie man you got anything going on i know you're working on a dnd thing with your cousin i am i am i am it's uh it's sort of like a homebrew sort of thing. It's taking forever, but it's that's got a cool because, name. Uh, what what is the name? Some, it's called the Rise of the Phantom Knights. It's sort sounds cool. It's sort of like uh, war, a lot of war, a lot of battles, a lot of uh, because I I I like war, and I couldn't <laughs> find a lot of campaigns with war. Yeah, and no, a lot that of makes action, sense. you know, where it's sense. like military. Yeah. You know? Yeah, a lot of the campaigns so are built I, around I, uh, groups going on adventures and exploring things and, um, you know, fixing problems in a town where something goes amiss, you know, but like having a big war campaign sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so the part the party was, uh, we, we decided on hired mercenaries that were hired by, by that kingdom. Very cool. Very cool. And, when and when ba- do you... Basically... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh they're basically dropped in after being ambushed and like, like originally six and then three die or how many in the party, you know, got it pretty much. Yeah. Got it. When do you think you guys are going to have this wrapped up? Mm, I don't know. We still got to do a lot of test runs. Okay. Which, uh, which I'd love for input really. Okay. Yeah. Feel oh, free to share some for stuff like D and D. Yeah. Share some stuff in the discord and anybody who, who plays Dungeons and Dragons, if you want to check out some of the stuff Pie Man's doing, um, yeah, go ahead and share some links to some of the stuff and I'm sure people would check it out uh-huh. because people love Dungeons and Dragons. So that's awesome, dude. Uh, should people just reach out to you on the discord? Yeah, I'm on discord a lot. Okay. Uh, I, more than I probably should be honest. Oh, that's fine. When I'm traveling. Yeah. And right now you, you change your name yeah. a lot. Your name is Lord. What is it? I, I, I changed it during the cast, but normally it's Lord Stefan Darkvane. It's my, it's my character name and, and the patron patron and the D and D patron. But I, but I just recently changed it during this stream to, to, to my, to my Xbox gamer tag. Got it. Okay. Well, cool. Which is Maverick zero zero one two yep so yeah or pie man or lord dark Vane. if you see any of those they're all the same person uh yeah. for anybody who yeah, doesn't know person. the dungeons same and, guy. yeah same guy the dungeons and dragons lore cast show that i that i do we have uh our tier five and higher patrons can join us once a month to play dungeons and dragons and that's something that we just did last night and then it goes up on the patreon for everybody yeah. so if you're into D, go check that out it's cool stuff all right let's go to yeah, I fell asleep again and you fell yeah. asleep again you, you work hard it's a long it's a long time being out on the road um nighttime smith what do you got going on buddy uh that's much um i had a question hey can we can we set up some type of fallout 76 night uh maybe once a month or if people want to join in and get a get a party together oh totally really I'd, I'd be down to totally. do that. What platform uh, are you on? Because the the one I'm difficulty PC. on this, your PC. I the, know the one difficulty on this is that there are three different platforms and everybody gets split up. So, yeah. um, so if you want to, if you want to take that 
on your shoulders and just kind of head that up for the PC group. Feel free to okay. do that. Like, uh, like, and, and this is something that we can talk about doing with uh, the discord is that I've got so many things going on. I can't always head the stuff up. So I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled if you guys want to, you know, in the name of the robots radio discord, set up events and things. And I can join when I can, but if I, if I can't, they can still go, they can still happen. Right. Yeah. So, so it works out. So if that's something you want to set up, just, just pick a night, you know, shoot some messages out, see what people respond with, you know, eh, yeah, maybe Wednesday nights are great. Okay. And then just schedule it. And then I can, I can put that on like the official calendar too. And then maybe, cool. maybe people who are playing on Xbox or PlayStation are going to be like, Oh, I want to do that on that night too. We'll just do it on our own platform. Or whatever yeah. you know but yeah feel free that's an awesome idea i'm glad that you you brought that up because i think that would be awesome uh, yeah if anybody want to hit me up about it and get something to put together uh i'm nighttime smith on discord and that's the best way to reach me yeah just tag me or dm me because right. otherwise if you don't tag me i don't i don't see it right so why don't you go ahead and in the uh in the fallout 76 channel just post something in there about like okay. Hey, hey, PC players, I'd like to set up a regular night. What what night is best for you guys? And give them some options like, you know, just give them like, do you prefer this night or this night? That'll work. And then people cool. can chime in and then we'll go from there. Sounds awesome. That's a great question. So anything else you want to share? No, that's it. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. And then Top Shelf, thanks for joining us. You got anything cool going on? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, the only cool thing that I've got going on is I'm currently trying to shed weight so I can actually finish up joining the National Guard. Um, oh. Hopefully I should be leaving sometime in the next two to three months. And in between my basic training and my job training, I'm supposed to have my second kid. So oh boy. that's exciting. This is going to be a very busy, very busy year. Um, so, But that's really the only cool thing I got is that I'm, you know, actually trying to join the military got something lined up and uh very excited about it well congratulations that's awesome how old's your first kid he is four uh four. he is autistic so that's got its own challenges yeah, but i'm sure he is almost four and uh yeah we're very excited to have uh, another little one running around yeah you're you're almost out of baby jail and now you're gonna be back in baby jail so congratulations yeah and then i'll be gone for seven months with oh, the military geez. so i'll be in jail jail oh god good good <laughs> luck good luck to your wife pie man pie man's raising his hand pie man put my mic up well anyway if you need help you, you know you know a guy me i i'm high functioning autistic well there you go like legit yeah, well, maybe you can get some advice diagnosed. from from Pie Man about what works for him growing up and and things like that. What to what to look for? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my parents had a ton of fun with me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, so, so I just wanted to put that out there. So. Well, thanks, thanks, Pie Man. That's very nice of you to offer. Um, that's I love this community. You guys are great. Um, honestly, thank you so much for being here. And top shelf, if people want to reach out to you, just the Discord. That's the best place to do it um discord uh same thing as my time please uh tag me or dm me because i also drive for a living not a truck but i do drive for a living i'm not constantly checking my phone yeah and again trying to lose the weight i'm either driving in the gym or sleeping so that's that uh i also have a twitter uh it is at gaming selly the g and the c are capitalized uh it's brand new haven't posted anything uh, I don't usually post, but if you prefer to reach out on Twitter, uh, go ahead and 
DM me there and I'll try to get back to you and I'll try to post some more stuff because, you know, I figure why not connect with people? <laughs> why not? Why not? That's what that's what this is all about. Um, yeah. And I, I love the idea of having a regular fallout night. Um, I've been playing a lot more 76 lately. I got my wife into it more. So she's been playing as well. And she loves Fallout. She just never got really got into 76. And now she's been playing it like every night. She collects things and puts them in her pockies, as she says. I'm going to put things in my pockies. And I'm like, cool. Um, she's trying to get all the vault, all the little uh, bobbleheads right now and all the little, you know, books and things. Um, but yeah, and for sure, if you guys are playing games, please, I know not everybody responds. A lot of people are busy. We all have different schedules and things like that. But go ahead and just, you know, the Discord is set up now so that people have different tags. So you could just tag Fallout or Fallout and PC or something like that. So if you're looking for other people who might want to join you in game, feel free to tag people and we can continue to, to refine the roles in ways that make it easier for you know, people to tag each other who are part of maybe, you know, Fallout 76 PC could be its own tag or role, right? That way, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in the game tonight. Let me know if you want to join me. There you go. That kind of thing. So sounds cool. Well, thanks for joining me, everybody. This has been awesome. I'm going to uh, head out and um, I'm going to hit the hit the sound buttons and skip them until we get to the end of the show. So thanks for being here, everyone. I will see you guys next week with a regular episode. And until then, stay safe and good luck running your own vaults in your own homes, whatever that means. See you later. Hello. Bye. Plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hi, guys. I'd love to be there live with you. But um, due to work and time difference, it's uh, not really possible at the moment, but hopefully next month. Now, um, I'll keep it short and sweet and not take up too much of your time. Uh, the vault I'll be talking about today is uh, Vault 55. And uh, that vault, the experiment there is all entertainment tapes have been removed. There will be no sort of music or movies or anything like this. But uh, there's also Vault 56, which would be the sister vault, and it has a collection of tapes by one really bad comic. Um, I think uh, Vault 55 is a bit more likely to succeed with it, as there was there is no comparisons to uh, what good music or good art or good plays is. So uh, that that'd be a it's basically a blank page for people to get creative. And uh, there is a lot of unknown factors uh, to the vault. We don't really know much about it. Uh, it could just contain a bunch of uh, talentless dwellers, or even entertainment could be prohibited. We also don't know the, the true purpose of the experiment. I, I, it could be to see how long people last without uh, entertainment, or it could be uh, to see uh, if uh, there would be new music created, new, uh, new art. I think there is a. It can go a couple of ways, and I think the scenario scenario A would be a rebirth of uh, of art creation of new music, and uh, I think it would bring some interesting results, new 
fresh sounding music and new creative plays and new sort of art but then um it can also go wrong <laughs> if knowing it is voltic after all uh there could be a scenario b would be slow descent into madness well me personally i think it's i, I can't go a day without listening to any uh, anything it's i need to have some music going on or uh, a podcast or even watch a movie once a day <laughs> just to keep sane but um in scenario b i think uh, the vault dwellers will just go mad that slowly lose their mind it could result in a in a riot and riots usually end up in violence which usually result in in death and the experiment ending now uh it could also, could also result in uh, the dwellers overpowering the vault security and opening the door and leaving the vault. So it's uh, something to think about. Uh, there's, a, there's a few reasons why I would like to lead this experiment. It's, uh, I come from a rather um, musical family. It's uh, two of my sisters. The, they both sing, they both play instruments. My brother uh, plays drums and keyboard. He also sings a little bit as well. And... Um, Myself, I'd, um, I'd sing a little bit myself. Well, not recently, but I used to. I also uh, write stories and plays, stuff like that. And uh, I think it'd be interesting to see uh, what would come out of it, what uh, the end result would be. And uh, if we would see fresh new talent come out, it could, it would be really interesting, I think. And, um, People tend to adapt and overcome most problems, so assuming the vault is well stocked with supplies, it is it is likely to, to succeed, I think, if everything uh, everything goes well and people find new ways to entertain themselves. That would, uh, I think that would be the scenario I would like to see, is, uh, is what comes out of it. Right, um, there's not much else I can really say about it. Um, so I'd say I'll just uh, say my goodbyes and uh, if you'd like to uh, find me I'm on xbox at keephanda422 and uh, on discord at uh, robots radio uh, discord under the same username well uh, that's it for me guys I'd say um, I well I hope uh, that we'll get to chat live uh, next month or uh, maybe month after that alright so take care Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.